are listening to the Innovo Podcast, a ministry of Innovo Vineyard Church in Wichita, Kansas. To learn more about Innovo, you can visit us online at innovovineyard.com. We hope you enjoy this message from God's Word. Today I want to talk about something that you can join with your praying that will make, um, that will help you to really see God's power and presence in your life. But when you hear it, you're not going to say, hooray, praise the Lord, this is awesome. You're going to say, oh, really? (laughs) Ah. I'm going to talk about joining, the power of joining prayer with a little bit of fasting. Fasting. Who loves to eat? Man, it's my favorite. You know, I love to eat. You know what fasting is? Fasting is not eating. (laughs) Fasting is abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. It's uh, leaving that ice cream in the freezer. Mary always gets mad at me because we'll do a fast after Christmas. We got all this Christmas candy. And I'll put mine in a box and put it under the bed. And I'll get it back out in March or April. And uh, she mourns for it and longs for it. And I do too. Uh, Fasting we see all the way through the Bible. It's just a very common spiritual practice. We see it in the early church. We see it all the way to today. My first fast, official community fast, was back in 1995. That goes back a ways. Um, we were going to Mexico to, to, do a, to bring a ministry team of students uh, with costume and music and present the gospel, and it was very powerful. And before we went, our youth pastor said, let's do a Daniel fast. And I'm like, what the heck's a Daniel fast? And it's when Daniel, in the book of Daniel, went without pleasant food, is what it says, for, for 40 days. And so we didn't eat meat, we didn't eat ice cream, which is like that the manna in the Old Testament, it was actually ice cream, was what it was. It was like dipping Dots. It was wonderful. No, I just made that up, but I think it, it could have been, you know. Uh, we, didn't have, we didn't have desserts. Uh, we just ate vegetables and water and a little bit of bread. Um, And it was a long 40 days. (laughs) Um, And then we headed to Mexico. And I'll say that the entire week was filled with ministry and miracles like I'd never seen before in my life. Um, When we arrived, and I wasn't a pastor, but we found ourselves in Monterey, Mexico, and I spoke to a they said, you're speaking tonight. I'm like, I'm what? <laughs> you know, no time to prepare, and I wasn't much of a speaker. And 1,500 to 2,000 people were there in the area where we were speaking, and they all just gathered around and, and heard every wonderful word I had to say, and I was scared to death. Uh, armed security around us with machine guns walking. We was right in front of the governor's palace in Monterey. And um, a major hurricane in the area was heading right for us, and it literally broke into two pieces and went around us and came back together. It was the strangest thing. A double rainbow formed when we finished, like I had never seen before in my life. It was on the front page of the newspaper in Monterey the next day in a story about the miracle of the weather. And the government asked us to come back into the the official governor's uh, amphitheater to do it again and give the gospel a second time. Um, I attribute a lot of that to our 40-day fast, you know? And fasting's not a, a magic pill to get God to do what you want or to make everything work out. But I believe it's a, it's a response to what God's doing in our lives that can bring a lot of breakthrough and can really make a difference for us. Um, 
Maybe you've tried to fast before. <laughs> Maybe you've never dreamed of fasting. Uh, regardless, we're going we're gonna to look at how to add fasting to our prayer. So why do we need to fast? Why do we need to fast? Why is this a big deal? I believe that fasting is basically humbling yourself before the Lord. We go without food. Um, we get humble. Humility opens the door to God's presence in our life. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, and especially when we do it together, it's very powerful. But it's, it's humbling ourselves before the Lord. I think we fast to see more spiritual authority and Holy Spirit-led ministry break out in our lives through us. And to get wisdom from God when we need to make a big decision. I think fasting can help with those and many more things too. But let's, we're going to look in the Bible to see what God says about fasting. Then we're going to kind of talk about what this has to do with us today. So in Matthew 6, Jesus is teaching on spiritual practices for the people. And he lists a couple things, and he goes through, and he says in verse 2, he says, when you give to the poor, this is something God wants us to do. When you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues. Wouldn't that be funny? You know, when they're going to give money to somebody, they hey, everybody look at me, you know, and they give money to the poor. He says, don't do that. But he says, when you give to the poor, not if you give to the poor, but when you give to the poor. In verse 5, he says this, And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so they will be seen by people. He didn't say, if you pray, he said, when you pray. And then in verse 16, he says this, Now whenever you fast, don't make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces, so they will be seen, will be noticed by people when they are fasting. So they would just look all rough and horrible, and I'm fasting today, aren't I spiritual? And Jesus is basically saying, don't do it like this, do it like this. He doesn't say, if you give, if you fast, if you pray, he says, when you do it. He expected his disciples to fast and pray. And I know this is not exciting, but it can make a big difference for us. Um, 1 Peter 5.5, 5. I think one of the biggest barriers to our prayers is, is pride. Let me ask you this. Who in here, you're, you're very humble. Raise your hand. Oh, you <laughs> no one's going to raise their hand because it would, you're not very humble if you raise your hand. Um, 1 Peter 5.5, 5. in the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. Anybody like that verse? And all of you... Dress yourself in humility. Have you ever heard it put like that before? Dress yourself with humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Okay? So he's talking about church life. He says, if you're younger and you're moving in the things of the Lord, uh, submit to the older ones. They've been there before. They've done it before. Dress yourself in humility. Clothe yourself in humility. Just make this all over you. Because God gives grace to the humble. You know, humility sets us up to receive from the Lord, where pride, it, it keeps us from receiving from the Lord. Uh, specifically, humility sets us up to receive grace. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Grace is the empowering presence of God that helps you be who God made you to be and to do what he's called you to do. That power of God comes when we're humble, but God doesn't give it to the proud. He gives it to the, to the humble. It's a sat, supernatural, empowering presence. It comes through humility. You know, John, who knows, how many of you know who John Wesley was? 
John Wesley was an old Methodist preacher, started the Methodist denomination, fiery preacher. People used to come to hear John Wesley preach and say, just to watch him burn when he preached. He was full of fire. And he agreed that fasting is the way to receive grace because it humbles us. Uh, he said this, he said, the man who never fasts is no more in the way to heaven than the man who never prays. He's saying, just like prayer needs to be part of your life, so does fasting. And when they ordained Methodist pastors back in the day, what they would do was, uh, he said, I would not ordain any pastor who won't agree to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays till four o'clock. It was called the Wesley Fast. So he expected his guys every Wednesday and every Friday to be fasting with no food until four o'clock. See, we can't come close to God with pride. We need to come in humility and we need to come with this attitude of, God, you're in charge, whatever you want to do. Remember, we submit our will to his will. God, what you want to do. I want to know what's on your heart. I want to pray like you pray. I want to hear what's important to you. Because I come to God with a whole lot of things I want to see happen sometimes, don't you? We've got our list, and lists are good, but God, what do you want? And we humble ourselves. In a, in a biblical way to humble ourselves is to fast. Aren't you, aren't you glad that God is not looking to humble you? Did you know that? God is not looking to humble you. I'm, I'm glad about that. Because <laughs> he would do a good job if he wanted to. He wants us to humble ourselves. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. So our job in response to what the Lord is doing is to dress ourselves in humility and prefer people. Let me give you three quick Old Testament examples of this. David said this in Psalms 35, verses 12 and 13. He says, and David's, David's perspective was always so, I, I love it. They repay me evil for good and leave me as one bereaved. Yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting, he said. He humbled himself with fasting. Uh, who can tell me what sackcloth is? What is sackcloth? Can you go down to Dillard's and buy some sackcloth? Probably not. It was, a, it was black. And it was itchy and scratchy and, and hairy. It was not something you would wear by choice. They, people would wear sackcloth to show that they were in mourning or that they were fasting. So David said, well, my friends who don't care about me are in trouble. I'm, I'm going to pray for them and I'm going to put on sackcloth. And I'm going to fast. In the book of Ezra, Ezra the priest is getting ready to lead the people back from captivity in Babylon to Jerusalem. Uh, it was a four-month journey, and it was dangerous. There were robbers and marauding bands, and the roads were dangerous, and there were women and children, and all the gold articles from the temple. The, the chances they had to make it all the way from Babylon to Jerusalem with gold and people, the chances were very slim that they would make it all the way there. And Ezra had bragged to the king saying, you know, when we put ourselves in God's hand, God takes care of his people. So he said, how can I go to the king and ask for an armed escort after that? So what he did, it says, there by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before God and ask him for a safe journey for us and for our children and for all our possessions. Ezra recognized that, man, we, this is serious. We better fast. And fasting is basically saying, God, if you don't come through, I'm in trouble. God, I don't have what it takes in myself to do the things that need to be done. 
I need you. I need your help. As a church, God, we need you to come through and to move. We don't, we're not good enough. We don't have great programs. We don't have the, you know, the top 40 worship band, you know, all the cool stuff, you know. God, you got your, our, you know what our main attraction here is at Inovo? It's the presence of the Lord. <laughs> and I'm glad of that. That's good for us. But we, if he doesn't come through, we're in trouble. We need him. That's what fasting does, you know. And the third example is the Day of Atonement. We talked about this last year a little bit. It was the one day a year when all of Israel gathered together and they had a sacrifice. And God said, this sacrifice will purify you from your sins for a year. And that all pointed to the Lord Jesus who was coming, who was going to die to take away our sins on the cross. But it says this in Leviticus 16. On the 10th day of the appointed month in early autumn, you must deny yourselves. On that day, offerings of purifications will be made for you, and you will be purified in the Lord's presence from all your sins. It will be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you, and you must deny yourselves. Not getting a whole lot of amens today. (laughs) The Jewish people always knew that to humble yourself or deny yourself means to fast. And God says, here's my part. I'm going to purify you from all your sins from the sacrifice. You know what your part is? Deny yourself. Fast. Humble yourself. Receive. Fasting is denying yourself the pleasure of food. It's hard not to eat. It's hard when it's lunchtime and your your brain is sending you messages. Hey, good time for lunch right now. Oh, we just passed the burger place. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Go get you a burger. And it's like, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, I'm fasting. And, but your brain is sending those messages to your, to your body all the time. And your body craves food. And sometimes you feel like you're going to die. <laughs> it's hard not to eat. I heard this said once, a stomach makes a great servant, but a horrible master. <laughs> That's true. Fasting is one of the ways we we train our bodies to follow the Lord. You know, your body is very important. There's a a, a false belief system called Gnosticism that teaches you that the body is bad and the spirit is good. That's not true. Your body is not bad. You know, our body has been corrupted because of sin, but God's going to give us a new body. God's intention all along was to give us a physical body to, to live and to worship the Lord. Jesus took on a physical body to, to die on the cross for us. He will always have a physical body. He is not going to go back to being all spirit. He's 100% spirit, 100% physical. Okay? Um, what God wants from us is, he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Our bodies are very important. But you know, I don't know about your body, but my body is full of cravings. I crave food. I, there's times I can't stop eating. Man, certain times of the day when I can't stop eating, you know. Uh, and God is just very down to earth about this for us. Sometimes our bodies oppose what the Lord wants to do. Let me say that again. Sometimes our bodies oppose what the Lord wants to do in us, you know, because of our cravings. We've got to learn to be in control of our eating, and we have to learn to be in control of our sexual appetites, because what people do who don't know the Lord, they just let it all rip out. Just go. Just do whatever feels good. There's, there's no control over it. God says, no, I want you to present your body. Your body is for me to bring about my will on the earth. You can't just do whatever your body craves. 
And fasting is a way to get control of that. The sex and the, the eating. And there's a link between the two. That if we can't control ourselves in one area, it's hard to control ourselves in other areas too. So fasting is hard work, but it's one way to make this happen for us. To afflict our souls. <laughs> to deny ourselves. That's good for me. To say, learn to say no to ourselves. And we're so blessed, we have everything that we could want. On the internet, at the grocery store. Just pick up, just get in your car and go. And you can, you can load up on, you, you want Greek food? There's Greek food at the grocery store. If you, if, you want, if you want ice cream, there's 50 different kinds or more. There is everything that we could ever dream of at, at our fingertips right now. And that's why it's so important in this day and age to be able to fast. Uh, in the middle of the Day of Atonement, God asks for a response. Humble yourself. And to set them up to receive. Man, the Bible is full of other examples. Uh, Ahab was a king who was just bad news. And God brought him a word through the prophet and says, you're toast. And he humbled himself with sackcloth and fasting. And God came and said, okay, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to do it in your day. I'm going to bring the evil in a, in a future generation. Uh, when Jonah's, Jonah preached to Nineveh, remember that? He walked in and said, 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. They fasted. And prayed and repented and put on sackcloth. And God relented of that and didn't do it. And Jonah was mad. He wanted to see him get burned up. <laughs> but God didn't do it. Esther and Mordecai called a fast in Babylon when, when all the, the, the country was coming against them to destroy the people of God. He called a public fast. See, this is a, this is, this is a way to participate in what God's doing to see God move. Now, in the New Testament, we see more corporate fasting. Okay, because we often see fasting as an individual sport. Okay, it's, it, it, is, it can be private and it can be personal, but you know, most things in the Bible are corporate. They're, they're not so much for the individual, they're for the group, you know. Uh, when, the, when the early church was getting ready to send out missionaries for the first time, uh, this was a key moment in the life of the church in Acts 13. It says this, Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria, were Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Menaean, and Saul, okay? They had prophets, they had teachers in the, in the early church. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord with fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They were ministering to the Lord through worship and fasting. Let me say that again. They were ministering to the Lord through worship and through fasting. Fasting is one of the ways we minister to the Lord. And then God said, these are the ones I want you to pick. You know, churches are ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> because when they're needing a new pastor, they vote. <laughs> or they get a committee together, <laughs> you know. I don't think there's prayer and fasting in a, in a whole lot of that, you know. When, when we choose leaders, when one of these days I'm 60, I'm going to live another 40 years. In 40 years, you'll be looking for a new pastor. There better be a lot of prayer and fasting involved, you know. Could you imagine how ridiculous my sermons would be at 98 years old? People talk crazy when they get old. I talk crazy now sometimes. Um, but they turned away from food and distractions, and God spoke. Boom, you want God to speak? 
When the church prays and fasts, the Lord speaks about a whole lot of things. Later on, these men, they went out and they started all these churches. And guess what? They needed leaders for these churches. And it says, after they had preached the gospel to that city and made a good number of disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them in the faith, saying, this is very encouraging, be another moment for an amen from you. It is through many tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I always say, God has a great plan for your life. It's going to take longer than you think, and it's going to be harder than you know it's going to be. <laughs> when they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord whom they had believed. You see, see a pattern here. Prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. Um, there's been times we fasted together as a church. You know, when we first started our church, Steve, you'll remember this, what, we were meeting in my house, and we felt like the Lord said, in January, we're going to be in our first building. So we announced it. We're going to be in our new building on, I think it was like January 28th or something. And everybody said, where's it at? And we said, we don't know yet. <laughs> but we're going to be there January 28th. And we prayed and we fasted. And that Sunday, we were in our new building. Someone gave us a building the high-touch building downtown. We were in that first floor where the Bank of the West used to be. And they gave it to us for like two years. And it came as we have prayed and fasted. Mary and I got our first house through praying and fasting. We prayed for 30 days. And we said, God, give us the house that you want. And we looked at a lot of houses. On the, on the last day of the month, we closed with a contract, just like you guys did. Put the money down and uh, get, got, ready, got ready for our closing. And we, we signed all the papers on that day. Fasting has brought a grace on our church in the presence of the Lord. And there's several of, of us in here. We fast on a regular basis, especially on Tuesdays when we go to pray. Um, so what does this mean for us as a community and as individuals? I, I, will, I will say this. Fasting needs to be a regular part of our walk with the Lord. We need to pray and fast. Uh, we need to do it on our own. As God directs you in your life, we need to do it together from time to time as, as, a, as a body, as, as a people. Um, I want us to start being strategic about some fasts as our leaders say, I think, we, I think we need to enter into a time of fasting and prayer as a church and start being more strategic about that. So when, when we start fasting, here's what, here's what I would recommend for us. Um, make a plan to abstain from food. Now, I'll also say this, fasting's like weightlifting. If you want to bench press 400 pounds, you don't start with 400 pounds. You're going to kill yourself. <laughs> you better have a couple good spot, burly spotters to help you out, okay? You, you start with something manageable, and you, and you grow, and you learn, and you make it a little harder next time, and a little harder next time. If you, so I'm going to do a 40-day fast. I'm not going to eat food or water. I'm like, you're probably going to die, <laughs> you know? And so think twice and pray about that, okay? Don't do, don't do that. So choose a category of food to fast. Choose a category of food to fast to start. Um, you know, it could be no meat, no meat or desserts, no alcohol, no soft drinks. Pick something that matters. Remember, we're trying to deny ourselves things that we crave, Set aside a certain time period. Or you can set aside all food for a meal once a week. 
you know. I'm not going to do the Wesley fast, but maybe Wednesday mornings I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'm going to spend a little extra time in prayer. But, but plan it and make some decisions. Tell somebody so you'll be accountable. Hey, I'm, this is what I'm going to do for my next fast. Choose a way to spend a little bit more time in prayer so that you're not just fasting and not adding more prayer. And just jump in and do it. And it's going to be a battle. Um, don't be discouraged if you mess up. God loves it when we fight. Even if we get kicked in the face sometimes, you know. And we, we, but we fight. And like, Lord, I love you. I'm going, to, I'm going to do this. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I rock it on a day, man. And it's just like, yeah, I'm just the greatest, <laughs> you know. And other times I'm just like, I'm, I'm a... You know, I'm a, hope we don't have any six-year-old girls in here. I don't want to insult anybody, but I feel like a six-year-old girl trying to, trying to fight a big boxer. You know, like, man, I just, I'm horrible. <laughs> Expect to struggle. Start out small and grow in it. So for us today, this is what we always want to try to do at some level. If we're talking about prayer, I want us to pray. Um, I, want to, I want to give us the opportunity for a fasting experience. Um, in 14 days from tomorrow, we have a, or from tonight, we have a, we have a day of, uh, evening of fast, or of uh, worship and prayer. A lot of worship. It's going to be awesome. What if we as a church just took the 14 days leading up to that, and together, uh, we just decided to fast together for 14 days. It's not a, it's not a long time. And, and you can fast, you can put your fast together the way that you want to, but we'll just do it together. You can skip a meal once a day or once a week. You can say, I'm not going to eat meat for 40 days. We like that Daniel fast thing we did. You can, you can decide. If you need some help choosing, I, I can help you. Don't pick something weak, like I'm not going to eat lima beans for two weeks. <laughs> for most of us, that wouldn't be very hard, you know. We might have a lima bean lover in here. Maybe this, that's your staple, you know. So, uh, But we're going to start tomorrow morning, and we're going to end after our night of prayer and fasting. Now, I just want you to think about this. Pray about it today. I'm, I know I'm, I'm springing this on you. Uh, start with something manageable. Don't, don't do something that you're going to be at work and you can't function, you know. Uh, think about it, but be very deliberate, and let's just pray. God, we just, we just pray for breakthrough for our church. We humble ourselves before you. We need you more than ever. God, Holy Spirit, come. <laughs> just very simple, and we just seek the Lord together. I, think it's, I just think it could be a neat thing for us as a, as a people. If you don't want to, that's, I mean, no, we're, we're not going to publicly shame people. or I don't, we don't, We're not going to know if you fast or not. But if you want to share testimonies, you can. But let's just do this together. And uh, let's learn about what it's like. I'll post these fasting scriptures on our Facebook page so you can be looking at those and thinking about that. But I want you to consider joining us with just a, a season of prayer and fasting. What do you think? Okay. I like yes. <laughs> Hippie wisdom. A hippie named Dallas Willard, old hippie. Dallas and I went to the same university, actually, not, not at the same time. Fasting confirms our utter dependence upon God by finding in Him a source of sustenance beyond food. Can you think of a scripture verse that goes with that? What did Jesus say? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So when I pray, when I fast, is Lord, just show me that you can, you can sustain my body, soul, and spirit even when I'm not eating.
We pray that. Let me pray for you, and we're going to take communion together. So, Will, if you want to come. Lord, we thank you that there's things that we can do just to be a part of what you're doing. God, thank you for the example of fasting. Thank you for just bringing this into our, into our church, into our, our body life. Um, Lord, I pray that you would just give us grace for fasting. God, give us grace. Lord, just release your power right now and your wisdom in Jesus' name, Lord, for fasting. I think some of us, we, you got a, this thing, this burden you brought in today. Uh, that, might, that might be fuel for your fasting. As we fast, you might think, Lord, I'm going to bring this before you every day. Lord, give us grace, give us energy. And Lord, I thank you for your encouragement that you love us, you're with us, and you're for us. Lord, bring your blessing, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.